So here we are again, and nothing else has changed. This is the focus of today's uninscripted, unedited podcast called By Faith with Lisa Noel Babbage. I've just recently uh, watched my first full IGTV video, uh, and I'm only referencing it because I want to give Tyler Perry credit for um, getting me to even say something about this on Audible right now because I've really uh, not wanted to uh, respond in this way because literally every news cycle we get new information and the opinions expressed by many people are being um, uncategorically disproven or invalidated by the next news cycle. So it honestly did not seem fruitful. Of course, I've made done commentary on everything that's happening in our society. But just getting to what I'm about to say, um, I really was reluctant to do so because I'm honestly, the, the narrative is one that um, it cl- the issue is so cloudy, it's hard to see through. But anyway, so I was watching Tyler Perry, um, and he was uh, basically just discussing how, you know, he's exhausted by everything that has happened. And, you know, obviously, he doesn't hold the patent on that. We're all pretty tired of seeing our cities destroyed, urban areas destroyed, um, even prior to the the violence that has come through through this social justice campaign, because honestly, you know, I'm looking back at, I don't feel like I'm just jumping all around here, but that's what you get with this unscripted, unedited podcast. But, um, you know, I've been handing out meals in Gwinnett County, in the Norcross area of Gwinnett County, um, during, over the summer with the Gwinnett Parts and Rec and with also Gwinnett County Schools. And, um, I actually just got fed up when I finally saw what was in some of the senior boxes. So I am very familiar with the meals that are handed out, the snacks, if you will, that are handed out to students. And I know they're, you know, pretty much bottom of the barrel, um, you know, foods that nobody really wants, but it still makes a difference, you know, in a, in a working parent's budget to have those snacks to offset the cost of kids being at home. So it, it's still a worthwhile effort. But, you know, they the program, and granted, it's hard to criticize something free, but, you know, I just feel like we have to do better. But the program also gives away boxes of canned foods or, and other types of foods, non-perishables, to seniors in addition to this program. And there's literally five at most seniors who come and pick up these boxes. But um, I got to see what was inside one of those boxes recently, and I was literally appalled. I, you know, I felt dirty after opening it because it was the same kinds of foods, the same penny on the dollar type quality food that they used to give away to seniors 50 years ago. You know, when I was growing up in a government housing project, every senior citizen I knew received these type of care packages. And, you know, my grandmother was one of them. So I saw firsthand from her, but then also all of her friends and neighbors that my brother and I were charged with helping, you know, taking out their trash 
and other things. You know, we always had access to, you know, everything about their life when it came to social services, because that that was really the topic of the day. When you live in the ghetto, everyone talks about the first of the month. Everyone talks about the first and 15th. They talk about their food stamps. And, you know, these are conversation pieces in the hood. And so we always knew, you know, about the different types of services that the seniors um, had available to them. It's been a, a constant as far as I've been alive. But seeing, you know, here we are 2020. Literally, technology has changed the world. But these these little stupid food boxes that they give to senior citizens hasn't changed. You know, you have your individual serving size can of pork and beans minus the pork you know you have your individual can of corn you have your saltine crackers you have this garbage that cannot sustain anyone and yet in this day and age that's the best we can do for impoverished seniors this is so frustrating so anyway between that and Tyler Perry I just want to comment you know I see that all of these people who say they care about black lives, they say they care about, you know, what's happening in our cities. They say they care about the education and justice. They care about the criminal ju- uh, justice system and, and the inequalities there. They care about separating families at the border. They care, they care, they care. They're marching, they're, they're you know, they're burning, they're doing whatever they're doing because they care. But these are the same people who will vote for career establishment politicians that instituted these programs in the first place. And that is obviously the definition of insanity. You love what you hate and you hate what you love. This is a a double-minded man. And those who don't vote for these career politicians that instituted these programs, they don't vote at all. So literally, you are the problem. You support the problem with your vote or you support the problem by not voting at all. And then to add insult to injury, you go and you march through streets and you break out windows where black people would be consumers or where black people own businesses. And it's not really I'm not I don't want to focus unnecessarily on black versus white. The bottom line is there are so many food deserts in urban areas. I'm so sick of, um, I can't even remember the store now. It's Dollar General, but there's another store, Family Dollar. That's it. I'm so sick of driving through a black community and the only store is Family Dollar. That I mean, that just makes my blood boil. So yeah, Tyler Perry's tired. Well, so am I. Everybody's exhausted. We're, we're sick of this. No. Do I want people to die? Absolutely not. That's not the point. And I don't want to downplay anything that has legitimately been sparked by George George Floyd's death, death, blah, blah, blah. But it's not really just that. This is a a chaos, a money-making chaos narrative. As long as America is consuming, and and frankly, the world's consuming it now, but as long as we're consuming this money-making chaos narrative, it will continue. We don't we don't really have to wonder why sex trafficking is still a thing in this day and age. We don't have to wonder why drug trafficking, both legal and illegal, is still a thing in this day and age or any other kind of, uh, you know, mob type criminal activity. 
it's going to take place because the consumer is still there. And as long as the consumer is there, there's going to be a product. This is all about money. People are making money off of this chaos narrative, and they will not stop as long as there is consumer that feeds that. So we have to really ask ourselves, why are the voices of, of sane people who literally want solutions, people who literally want to meet in the middle, why are their voices being drowned out? It's because those voices don't make money. This is really not left or right. Yes, we can say we have a leftist socialist agenda. Great. But when Republicans were in power, their greed kept them from solving the societal ills. So it was whether you're pushing and making money off a chaos narrative or you're just allowing things to flounder because you're making money and you're settled and content in your little bubble. Regardless, you're both guilty. And there hasn't been a time in my lifetime where I have not seen that happening on both sides of the aisle. It's just to what degree. And the bottom line is there are new voices who are coming out every single day across this country, good patriotic people who really want to solve the problems that we have grown up seeing because we're weary as well. But establishment politicians will not do it. They have too much invested into this system of money generating chaos narratives in this system of corruption where you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours they are entrenched and embedded in it and as long as you're voting for a career politician someone who's been in office for over 30 years and I mean I, I um his name is escaping me right now, but we have a former governor here in Georgia who uh, has been in politics for quite some time, but he has continually changed jobs. That is the only way a career politician can make an attempt to stay honest. If you've been in the same seat for 20, 30 years, you hold IOUs across the board and your corruption is evident by your bank account and the power that you will over our constitution, over citizens' best interests. How can you continue to vote for someone like that? And how can the Democrat Party especially orchestrate their their own poly party policies in order to eliminate the diversity who would love to step up and take the place of a person like Joe Biden? This is this is terrorism this is domestic terrorism at its best because it's legal and as long as we are willing to just consume this and not actually demand that this kind of behavior ends little pop-up places like Chaz now we've got we've got to know that in that particular area of Washington state they've been refining and um perfecting their chaos movement for over a year. I, I feel like I've been following them for closer to two years. So within two years, they have, you know, allowed cities to be set on fire from coast to coast. We have all of Hollywood chomping at the bit to bail these little punks out of jail. And we have communities, especially urban communities, who are legitimately hurt that are being caught up in this fray because they think it's a new civil rights it's not 
This is not the same. And I wasn't even alive then, but I mean, I can look at the footage and say, this is not the same. Because those men and women of all nationalities who were marching in the civil rights movement did not destroy the cities they marched through. And neither were they followed by a group of thugs who were capitalizing off their pain to go. In fact, the only people who did something like that was the Klan. So we really need to look at these quote-unquote social justice warriors as a new type of Klan. A new type of KKK. Because that's literally, they are domestic terrorists. They're no different than white supremacists. Because they're caught up on the pride of of uh, being a social justice warrior when, when these kids really need a spanking and a job. And, and when I say kids, I'm, I'm saying it because they have an immature mindset, not because of their age. You can be a kid at 65. So you, they have an immature mindset. They only see destruction. They're capitalizing off a of pain <coughs> that's been legitimately held by other people groups. And they are part of the problem. But those those little areas like Chaz, where they've been practicing this for t- close to two years, if not longer, they will also pop up in other areas where conservatives, patriots, good people, those are three different groups. Because the Republican Party does not have a lock on good people. But where these people sit back and do nothing or they allow their pain to make them inactive ineffective in calling out when wrong is wrong there are plenty of black people and i don't know if the numbers are probably the same that who have been killed in police brutality in uh, use of deadly force etc that that number of people in the last 20 years I think it's about 12 people. And we've literally seen since this rioting has started about 12 black business owners, police officers, etc., who have been killed at the hands of these riots. So what's the difference? If you exchange evil for evil, you just have more evil. And I'm really sick and tired of people who have legitimate solutions, legitimately trying to solve a problem who do not put their political affiliation above their heart and above their mind when they logically are, you know, promoting ways to solve the problems in our city. Not being in denial, not spending an an overly amount of time placing blame because that doesn't really do much. Like you can do it just for the sake of record keeping. But honestly, if you don't move past that, You're just setting the stage for more of this garbage that we have. But there are plenty of people out there who are actually speaking the truth, not of their own motivation, not even of their own doing, I believe. Just being compelled to say this is ridiculous and it must stop. And when I say it must stop, I mean the lies that are blinding and dividing communities. And honestly, if if more people don't get off the couch and actually put action behind their words and action behind their beliefs, we will see, see this small sale of disgruntled Americans pop up on every college campus. 
will see this same small cell of disgruntled Americans pop up in the bubbles between urban and suburban America. And before you know it, we'll have boots on the ground, thousands of these punks who will be holding our Walmarts hostage, who will be holding our major intersections hostage, who will cause the police to lay down their arms and walk away. Everybody can't run to the mountains. Everybody doesn't have a lake house. This is a critical tipping point in our nation's history. Even more deadly, if you will, than the time of the American Revolution. Because yes, it was brother against brother in that in those battles. But this will be even more so, even greater. And we really have to we really have to allow ourselves to think the scary thoughts because that's going to be the only thing that spurs us into action. And we really got to sit down and drop the D and the R if that is going to drive the narrative. The narrative needs to be driven against uh, between what is good for our country and what is not. It's just very simple. And ideas can come from everywhere. But if we simply employed logic as opposed to kneeling and kissing and going through all this, that doesn't change a damn thing. I don't care how much kente cloth someone wants to drape themselves in. If they don't change the law that systematically has a, a people group confined, then they have done nothing but continue to pander to and placate the problems instead of solving them. And how dare they use my taxpayer money to fund that? People have got to wake up, but the only way that is going to happen is if they see a solution. We've got to be solution-oriented people. We have to stop complaining and start doing the things that make a difference. And unfortunately, we have so many politicians and so many, you know, power voices that are out of touch with reality. And they come up with their own narratives because their bottom line is all about the money. This will be the destruction of America if we don't get enough patriots to stand up and be heard. Because the patriots are there, but their voices are being drowned out because of establishment. And I would just, I urge every single person to pray first and foremost, to stand but then to call on the carpet those establishment voices, even within your own sphere of influence. You're not a friend if you let someone get away with establishment politics or establishment power plays that let the problem go unanswered because they become part of the problem just that quickly. And, and you, through your silence, are guilty as well. And so I censure myself first, but I say to anyone who hears this, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy fight, but it's a fight we must win. It's a fight we must win. And so let's say you're a Donald Trump um, supporter. Great. 
but he is not Jesus. He's no angel. We have to be honest. That's what we haven't done. We have to be honest about the mistakes that are made because that's how socialists and those who are making money off of this chaos narrative, that's how they get a foothold because the opposing view has not been transparent, has not been authentic, has not been willing to get their hands dirty. It's a problem everyone created, but it's still a problem we can solve. It's not too big. I hope you'll take me up on this challenge and I hope you share your thoughts with the world as we look for a solution. As we look for voices that have been perhaps silenced in the past. Let us go forward boldly knowing that this country is worth it. That's it. This country is worth it. Whether you have children or grandchildren that are going to inherit this mess or not, this country is worth it even for today to fight for the freedoms that our founding fathers laid down for us. They laid it down in blood. And no, they didn't do a perfect job, but they did a job that we can still win with. And so no one's asking for perfection, but you do have to be mobile. You do have to get up and actually do something. We can't just keep sitting on the sidelines. Conservatives cannot keep sitting on the sidelines. This is this country is too precious of a gift. And right now it's on life support. Well, I didn't want things to end as soberly as they apparently have. But yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. We have to find a way to charge ourselves up and keep going. This has been By Faith with Lisa Noel Babbage, the unscripted, unedited podcast. Join me again next time.